everybody. Welcome to the Unapologetic Podcast. I'm Lena. I'm going to be talking with Pastor Billy, and we are explaining the reason for our hope. Hey guys, we are back. This is session three of the Unapologetic Podcast. I'm Lena. I've got Pastor Billy here again with us. Yes, and really good to be here, by the way. Yeah. Thanks for having hey. me. Yeah. Anytime. So, <laughs> hey, so we're excited because we're going to talk about what the culture that we're living in looks like. Yeah. What is it? Well, it's funny because we live in what is called a postmodern time. Okay, so I've heard that phrase before. Yes. And kind of read a little about it, but. Can you just explain what postmodern means real quick for absolutely. everybody? Yeah, absolutely. It's a little, it's a little um, hard to, to grab hold of if you've never kind of learned it, but, but we hear that word. We hear we're in the postmodern age, you know what I mean? But I think in order to understand the postmodern age, we ought to understand what is the modern age. If we're in postmodern, then what was the modern age? And True. if there's a modern, was there a pre-modern age? And That's a good it's point. really in philosophy, honestly, and most of the time it's talked about in philosophy and sometimes in theology. That's when they use the words modern, postmodern, pre-modern. But mm-hmm. pre-modern, you have to understand, was a time when everybody assumed the existence of God. They assumed we live in a larger spiritual reality. And this was pre- 1700s. Okay. There was no doubt that God existed. There was nothing that that caused anybody to think that God doesn't exist. They acknowledged God as creator, as the author of moral law, and the judge to whom we're accountable. Okay. So everybody knew that, hey man, there's God, we're accountable to God. Right. You know what I mean? And there was not a lot of of dis- discrepancy or doubt about that. And nor did the human being at that time, the human mind had enough, they, they, we believed that we just didn't have enough wisdom to be the judge and jury as to whether God is good or bad or, or whether God existed at all. Right. Just it was just th- assumed that he was there. It, we were, it was assumed he was there and it would be absurd for us to challenge that. Okay. So, pe- so that's like pre 1700s. Pre 1700s. I like this. We've got a little history lesson. Pre 1700s. Okay. Um, and actually, those people back then really lived on that verse, Hebrews eleven six, which says, "And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him." They lived on that. Yeah. They knew He existed. They they there was no doubt about that. That's mm-hmm. pre modern. Okay. Okay. Seventeen hundreds come. Late 1700s, more or less. Right. And all of a sudden, this term comes out that, that all historians call the Enlightenment. Yeah. I always was confused about that because, to me, it's not all that enlightening. But let me explain what it is. Okay, okay. let's, let's it, hear it. it. It's, there's a lot of philosophical thinkers out there that began to deny the supernatural. Okay. Okay. So in the modern era that came about in the late 1700s, there was a doubt in God because there was a doubt in the supernatural. The reason why that is, is because reason and scientific verification, like reason and scientific method, became the way people could determine if something was real or determine truth. Does that make sense? Yeah, so they're starting to become better at the scientific process. Right. And so we start thinking that we're super smart That's and right. 
So really, the enlightenment is when we think we're becoming enlightened, but not necessarily becoming, becoming enlightened. enlightened. Okay. So anything that you could prove with your senses, your okay. five senses, yes. is like, that's what reality is. And that's how I can determine truth. Truth was still okay. So you could still determine truth. It's just that you couldn't determine truth. I'm sorry. They didn't think anything was truth unless you could determine it unless with your you senses. Unless you could prove it. Okay. Unless you could prove it with your senses, reason, or with, with scientific method. Right. Okay. And that's kind, of, uh, that's kind of what characterizes the Enlightenment. So people were taking the Bible and saying, all of these stories in the Bible aren't true because they're of the miraculous. They denied the miraculous. They denied anything supernatural. Therefore, you deny God. Okay. And all of a sudden, you began to get a shift in thinking, right? Right. Um, the, the problem with that is science and the scientific method is not equipped to verify anything supernatural. Does that make sense? Yeah, you can't It's prove... not even made for that. Right. Right? You're exactly. trying to prove something supernatural with methods that only can... Talk about what, what we can see and feel. What and is hear, natural and right here that doesn't we're... make sense. And nor does the, the the modern age people, nor are they equipped with the scientific method. Let's say to even understand love, emotion, hatred, loneliness. There's no, you know what I mean. Right. There was a lot of problems with that, but that that honestly became the standard way of thinking over time for a lot of Europe. Okay. And it bled into the United States, and we still have people that doubt God and say, God doesn't exist, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the modern time. That's the modern time. And yeah. that time period, how long would you say that lasted? That lasted hundreds of years. Okay. okay? I would say, um, you know, we then now enter into the postmodern, which didn't even kind of happen until the 1970s, some say. This okay. is arguable, okay? Right. But I would agree with the, that the late 70s kind of entered into a time where now, whereas before you had truth and people could determine truth, used to be, yeah, God was truth. And we believe in God, that's assumed. Right. And then all of a sudden it became, well, science can prove truth or my senses or my reason. We live in a time period now where the whole concept of truth is thrown into question. Okay. It's thrown into doubt. Now it's like, uh, whereas before there was truth, now it's like, wait a minute. Is anything your, your, your true? scientific method proved what? Well, let's talk about that scientific method. Does it even work? How do you know it works? How, everything becomes questioned. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So objective truth is denied in these days. The postmodern world, in the postmodern world in which we live, objective truth, do you know what I mean by that? Like universal truth, truth that holds for all people at all times, right. it is completely denied. So okay? phrases like... You go live your truth. I'll live my truth. Gonna that's be, a perfect that's, example. That's a perfect example of okay? something flowing out of the postmodern exactly. times. That, that's exactly right. So um, truth then is determined by one's taste, opinion, knowledge, or experience. It's all based on the individual. It's not based on something you learn. It's just like, hmm, let me see if that's true. The book says it's true. The the pastor says it's true, but I have to determine that truth for myself. And until right. I do, it's not true. And then there's no universal truth. You get to pick it for yourself. The individual is the arbiter of truth. Does that make sense? It makes sense. At the same time, you're like, okay, but it actually doesn't because how do we make sense of anything? Now? That's what is now you now you're talking right because that's exactly the problem. Right. Because here's the here. Do you ever heard the catchphrase that happens these days all the time? Don't judge. 
don't judge me. You're not allowed to judge me. That's yeah. like the catchphrase of postmodern. Do you know why they say that? Because if you believe that philosophy, then they're saying don't judge. Right. Yeah, because there's nothing to judge. What's the standard? What's the, you, yeah. I do my thing, you do your things, leave me alone, and you can't judge me, and I'm not going to judge you. Right, right. right couple problems i mean a lot of problems with this whole philosophy okay right, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of problems with yeah, it, i'd say there's some no, base problems and then we've got then a we're gonna whole get into world some of other other problems you know and i'll, I'll go through a couple things but you know what in, in the postmodern world living in a philosophy like that it's impossible to argue values right there's no there's no basis for it so we can't have a, a rational conversation on values you know what i mean um and i'm not allowed to tell you don't judge because it's like, wait, wait a minute. What, what are you yeah, telling me? True. Don't judge. I can do whatever I want, right? Because you can do whatever you want. My truth so is actually, that I'm allowed to judge, exactly. so I'm going to judge you. Now, that, yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's, it's going to be impossible problem. for anyone to get on the same page It's going to be this. impossible. And if you're in classroom and your teacher is teaching, let's just say, this whole philosophy of, of like, you know, individualism, then they, if they say, look, you're not allowed to cheat on your test, you can raise your hand and say, based on that philosophy... I can do what I want because I believe that I just have to come up with the right answer. Uh, you might come up with the right answer in your study, in your studies. I'm going to come up with the right answer by finding the answer key. You see what I'm saying? Right. They, they really can't come down on you for that. You can't have a society that works and functions accurately, you know, or, or even effectively with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some people will say, well, the culture establishes the rules. Okay. And, now, and I'm like, okay, well, how do they know that there's rules if, if there's all these people thinking their own thing? Well, they collectively come together, and let's just say the majority then gets the rule. And, I, and you know what my response is to that? Okay, there's a lot of cultures out there that the majority rule did things that were awful. Think about genocide. Think yeah. about the Nazis. Think about that. I mean, that was majority rule. Are you telling me majority rule is okay? Not or at always all. correct. Or always correct. Yeah. It's definitely not. Or slavery. That's right. another one. Majority rule says slavery is okay. And we're like, slavery is not okay. Right. So we can't take the action, what people do, and confuse it with the standard, are they allowed to do it? But right. postmodernism is going to confuse that all the time. And it gets people confused. It gets people empty. And that's, that's the bottom line. Now, can I, I'm going to kind of break down postmodernism into three quick little segments. Okay. Okay. All right. Number one, I'm going to call it secularism. Secularism is a frame of mind, uh -huh. okay, where God never even comes to mind. Okay. So the, the go-to belief is non-belief. Okay. So if somebody has an issue, somebody has a problem, they're trying to figure out what to do, their go-to belief is not God. Right. It's just a non-belief in anything. There's doubt. There's so you know what I mean. But the the good thing is that God is so big, and no one can es escape that sense of Him. Right. You see, because the fact that they're even thinking, oh, this might not be right, they're trying to figure out how to judge that. Yeah. But the fact that there's even a sense there underneath that something might not be right is. Than right. evidence of, of, of God. And we're going to get to that in a couple of weeks. But, but you know, um, but here's the, here's the thing that I think is really powerful is that when God comes in and intrudes in somebody's life who has no idea about even thinking about God because they weren't raised that way by their parents. Right. They're not taught that way in school. So you don't even think about God. That's the culture we live in right now that doesn't even think about God that way. What's really cool is... Um, when God intrudes with something that's really like, whoa, that, was, that felt supernatural, 
it causes people to doubt their doubt. It causes yeah. people to doubt their non-belief, which is exciting, right? I Let think, too, before you go on, what's exciting about that is that God moves in places where people don't even think about him and yeah. causes people to doubt yeah. their doubt. And the fact well, that he even does that is so cool. Well, that's the job he does. And it's, he's always drawing people to himself yeah. all the time. And a lot of ways he draws non-believers to himself is to get them to doubt their non-belief. Yeah, that's You know what awesome. I mean? Um, let me talk about relativism. You okay. may have heard that word before, but it's really, it's, it's basically saying that moral issues are determined based purely on one's personal views. Okay. Morals are up for grabs. Right. Everything's relative. That's why they call it relativism. It's like you can, it's not much different than what we've just been talking about. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying it's a different way of saying that this is what characterizes the postmodern mind. Morals become no more than opinions. Okay. So if morals are no more than opinions, then the highest virtue in the land right now mm -hmm. is tolerance. Okay. You've got to tolerate right. everybody and everything, and you can't judge, and you can't this, and you can't that. So it's frowned upon to talk about guilt. Yeah. It's frowned upon to talk about confrontation because people are like, you're not allowed to judge. Right? Right. Because we all have our own way of doing things. There's no standard. Listen, a society that lives with standards and morals is mm -hmm. called civil. That's okay. why we use the word civilization. Okay. Without morals and without standards, there can be no civility if, if you really think about it. Then you're just an ization. Ization. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that, you know. But here's a, here's a funny thing. One of the things that you can, you can do with, with, with this whole idea of relativism is you can listen for people's phrases. Okay. And you can really look at these and say, okay, most of the time a relativist, when they're talking about their own beliefs mm -hmm. and they're getting into deeper conversation or philosophy or whatever, or you're just in conversation with anybody, they, you have to understand that relativism is self-defeating. It's like if they say a statement that is self-defeating, what I mean by that is like a boomerang, you throw it, it's going to come back and hit you in the head. Right. Let me give you a few. If somebody says, there's no truth, then I just say, well, is that statement true? You know what I mean? Right. Because they're okay, saying there's yeah. no truth. I'm tracking but, with you. You know what I'm saying? And if somebody says, well, there are no absolutes, um, are you absolutely sure about that? Because if you're yep. stating an absolute or you're stating something that you're saying is not true, it's self-defeating. Then it can't be right. valid. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can only know truth through experience. Then I say, well, what experience taught you that truth? Right. You see what I mean? Because... It, it all kind of self-defeats. And so that's, that's why when you have someone who is, is really bought into this whole relativistic philosophy of life mm -hmm. where everything is determined by anybody, everything goes, we can determine ourselves. Those who believe that can never say this is wrong or this is unfair. Right, because you, it would only be their opinion and there would, would be, be no way to prove it. No way to prove it. Okay. You know what I mean? That, that option is no longer available. And people don't realize that until they really think about it. And so they scratch their head and like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'm living inconsistently. And then they might begin thinking a little broader about their own life right. and faith. Does that make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> Last thing I want to talk you about. You see what I'm I did there? Because I said uh, absolutely, but there's no... 
Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm just there's te- absolutes, I'm just teasing. Right, All right. There's absolutes. Let's keep going. What else do we have? No, I'm I'm almost uh, I'm almost finished, but I just want to throw one thing out there about um, another philosophy just called individualism. Okay. It's basically a combination of the secularism and then the relativism. It becomes individualism, which just means that the person itself is the center of the universe. We're greater than anything else. Us. Why me. am I not surprised that we have figured out some way to make ourselves the center Absolutely, of the man. universe? Absolutely. We've been doing and, that since the uh, beginning of time. You man. got that right. You got that right. But but I will say this that I'm just going to say one thing about that that people don't realize. Okay. When you live an individualistic life and you say to yourself, I'm going to be my own person, I'm going to do this, it's never meant to be that way. Right. So all of a sudden, society will fragment. It'll separate. It'll go apart from each other. And, you know, whereas once it was society that helped us become who we are, and now it's just us alone, and people wonder why people are so lonely, so isolated, so distant, and feel like I have no friends or or something like that because this whole individualistic society has kind of pushed us that way. Right. So, um, yeah, man. And and I really do feel like – I really do feel like self – and the senses become, even in that philosophy, the basis for every moral and, and every deeper decision that we make. It's, it's, it's really a shame because it doesn't work. Right. Now, we as believers, we, we have something to go on. Okay. And I'm just going to read a couple verses, and uh, I'm going to go from there. But, but Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. See, very simple. Right. We think we're right. We have to really look into Scripture to see if we're right. Um, and then 1 Peter 1.25 says, The word of the Lord endures forever. Right? Yeah. And then Jesus said in Matthew 5.18, for, for truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Now, the reason I want to just bring that to you is because when we are living in a society that says there are no standards, we do have a standard. Right. And man, is that helpful. It's helpful for life. It's helpful for, for decision making. It's helpful for relationship building. Yeah. And all of that. We do have the truth. And what I love about that is, to me, that says when scripture was written thousands of years ago, God knew that this postmodern time was going to come upon us and that this scripture was going to be needed for us to be able to stand on exactly. when we got here. Exactly. And we can stand on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so hey, we are out of time. This conversation could go on probably for hours. It's so interesting. It's one of my favorite ones to have. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to just close well, with? You know what? To, to be honest with you, um, one of the things we'll answer in the next podcast is, well, how do you how do you deal with this? What do you do? And that's really going to be the rest of the podcast. How do we enter into this culture, enter into the minds of these people, and really help them to see something bigger than, than just self? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for that conversation. And let's wrap this one up so that we can get there faster. Sounds good. All right. Awesome. See you next we'll time. We'll see you next time.